Warning. Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews contains adult content and language. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Season 3. This is Episode 5 of Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And... I can't believe this is the fifth episode already. I know it, man. It, the season is kind of flying by a little bit, but... It totally is. You know, here we are. Uh, actually, I'm just going to give it to them. Last season, mm -hmm. we were a little more prepared, folks, and we had some shows in the can, and we were recording shows, you know, a couple weeks ahead of when you heard them. Yep. This season, for, for, it, there's been a whole hell of a lot going on, so here it is, uh, Wednesday, yep. we're recording, then I got to bust ass tomorrow to get it ready for all of you loyal fans out there That's for right. Friday. So wait, wait, wait. speaking of fans, let's welcome our new uh, Norwegian listeners. Yes, we do have Norwegian listeners. Welcome. And if any of you have paid attention to the Facebook page uh, this week, we just found out that we are number 18 on a, what was it, a top 25 list of, yep, of, of uh, vinyl Vinyl and music podcasts. review podcasts. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, you know, we're moving up, folks. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Um, hey, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there. We need all the likes, downloads, everything that you guys can give us. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your grandma. We don't care. <laughs> Great grandma likes CZ Top, I can tell you that. Yeah, because we have an episode for you this week, folks. This is the third outing by the mighty ZZ Top. This is Trace Ombres. Was fucking fantastic. <laughs> it was originally released July 26, 1973. And courtesy of Trav's collection this week, um, we have an OG 73 London Records pressing. That's right. So, wow. But before we even dive into this, Jewel. Yeah. Or he could be a dud. I don't. I'm not going to be biased on this one. I will be. You know, this is going to be goddamn fucking fist flying if you say this one's a dud. <laughs> okay, it could be a bloodbath <laughs> this week, folks. But we got okay. Trav brought the beer for the week, so I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to leave you to him. I'm going into the beers, brews, and vinyl reviews beer vault, and uh, I'm going to see what we got this week. Yeah, check it out. So. You know, we've been trying more this season and the end of last season to pair beers with ep with an episode with the record we're doing, right? It's harder than you would think. Uh-oh. bottle. <laughs> so I tried like hell. Remind you, we're in Raleigh, North Carolina, to find Lone Star. Like, I wanted to find a cl good classic Texas beer to drink with a good classic Texas band, right? The closest I could find that was something slightly off-center was Presidente. They should have said El Presidente. <laughs> uh, which I've never had. It is 
It's a it's a Mexican style. It's um, a cerveza, so pilsner, we, but a, it's Anheuser Busch. Yeah, it's probably going to be somewhere in the Stella Heineken category. I'm going to say I've never had it. I've never had it either. Um, but I do like Presidente. <laughs> I just like saying it. You know, like Frank the Tank said, when it hits your lips, I'm saying when you just r- it rolls off the tongue, Presidente. You know what? You know what? Give me that thing. I'll do one. I'll do one. We're going to 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 do one. Do you, baby? <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Um, should we get into it? Should we do a cheers to ZZ yeah. Top? Cheers. Actually, hey, you know what? The, hold on. I, I'm just going to throw a quick here. Yeah. The bottle matches the album cover, folks. It absolutely does. Um, uh, this one's to Dusty, right? Yeah, we're going to send this out to Dusty. Um, I mean, come on, man. The dude rocked a suicidal hat throwing up signs. That's man. right. He was fucking great. Yes. Um, rest in peace, brother. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, this goes out to Dusty Hill, folks. Absolutely. That's not bad. Nah. But. I think it's slightly skunked. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. The the green bottle, um, it hasn't aged well. But honestly, once you get that, once you get past that. Yeah. It's a pretty clean finish, right? Like, yeah, it's clean, but it's not as, it's not as uh, floral-y. Uh, right. Am I saying that right? Pretty close. Well, floral, well, you know, I've been drinking already. <laughs> it, it doesn't have that finish that Heineken has. It doesn't. But, but you you were right though. It is way closer to Heineken than like a Mexican style lager or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't have any problem drinking El Presidente. But I'm just telling you, if you had Heineken in bottles and thought it was skunky, yeah. you would swear you was drinking <laughs> a bottle of Heineken. But yeah, it's, I don't it's know. Strange. I don't know if they even put it in cans. I mean, I'll be honest. This is the first time I'd ever seen it. I was trying to get something. Uh, but you know, go with the record, right? But you know what? I've drank a million bottles of Skunky Heineken before I discovered how great Heineken and cans are. So I'm giving the El Presidente a thumbs up. Yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up. I mean, why not? Um, here, you know, after last week's episode, uh, Anheuser Busch, you've <laughs> stepped your game up. That's all I'm going to say. At least this one isn't plywood aged. That's right. That's but, not bad. Nah, I drank it. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem drinking that. Yeah, the second drink's a lot better. Yeah, that's not bad. Well, yeah, it to me, I mean, I've never had Heineken Light, but I would almost say that this is more along the lines of a lighter beer. Yeah, um, I can go with that. Like, Heineken's a lager. This is a Pilsner. It's going to be a little bit lighter, yeah. but it's flavored like a Heineken, strangely. But, um, but it doesn't, and it doesn't have the bite like Stella has. Mm-mm. No, I mean, it's good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a problem drinking this. No, I mean, if I went somewhere and they had it, hell, I'd drink it again. Um, hey, yeah, not bad. L, it, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why do we keep saying L? I don't know. It's they, fun. I maybe I should write on it with a sharpie. But hey, run out and get you some Presidente, <laughs> folks. Cerveza, <laughs> Pilsner style beer. Yeah, try it out. It's not bad. 
Hell, I'm actually, you know what you should do, all of you, go out to Total Wine, where I got this. It's the only place I've ever seen it. Grab a six pack and listen to Trace Hombres. Yeah, cause like I've only taken three drinks of it and I'm about done. So yeah, it's easy to do. And I'm not talking done as in I'm not drinking anymore. <laughs> I'm talking done as the motherfucker's <laughs> about empty. No, he was talking done. He was just slouched over in his chair. But hey, before we even roll into this uh, Trace Hombres, let's talk about an hombre of our own, Mister Smoking Computer. How you doing this week, buddy? What's up? At least he is coherent, and he hasn't shit on us since uh, a couple weeks ago, folks. I know. I feel like it's just like a ticking time bomb, though. Like, he's going to check out at it, some point. It actually is a ticking time bomb, because when I fire it up, it makes some god-awful noises, and I keep <laughs> waiting for sparks to fly out of it, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It's, it's smoking computer, it and he spends a lot of time in Mexico, so. Uh, he does get on old Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's old school, folks. Well... Let's get into the uh, third studio album by ZZ Top, Trace Hombres, shall we? Absolutely. Oh, do you want to go for the album cover first? I will. Um, None of my scores here are going to shock you whatsoever. Uh, Album cover and artwork, I gave it a five. It's classic and simple, right? It's just that green cover. It's like... It's not even like it says Trace Hombres. It's got the pictures, three pictures of each of them, like in a desert, uh, southwestern looking setting, obviously. And then it says ZZ Top, <laughs> but it's not centered. It's bl- <laughs> uh, yeah, that and who the fuck is the lineman on the fucking phone pole? I mean, that's got to be Billy. <laughs> I'm guessing. Yeah, you're right. I'm guessing because that, th- that doesn't look like anyone. Is that? That's Frank. That's Rube Beard. Oh, Rube. I'm sorry. That's Rube. Yes. Uh, If you you look at the back of the album, folks, you'll get Rube Beard. Yeah. All right. They all look crazy. Um, Yeah. But it's just like a classic cover. You see this. um, You know what it is. There's no other records that have like these big ass green covers with not much graphics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Before you jump in, can I go off a little bit and tell you a story about this cover? Um, I knew you was going to, so go it's, ahead. It's totally worth it. But I will say, the picture could have been better. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, last summer in August, I went out to Vegas to this music festival, uh, Psycho Vegas. It's like a um, metal punk festival. I go out and meet some dudes every year. We're coming back from one of the shows. It's at Mandalay Bay. There's like three different venues in there. And then there's one, like a bar kind of in the middle of the casino with a small stage where everybody sort of just congregates and hangs out both bands and um, attendees, right? And so my buddies and I were walking through the, the casino and I hear, hey, hey man, come over here. It's like, what? He's like, that's the best fucking shirt here. Hold on, was that Eddie Murphy? <laughs> Saying you look cute in those jeans? <laughs> uh, so I walk over uh, and it's Pepper Keenan from Corrosion of Conformity. And I was like, hell yeah, brother. And he's like, that shirt's fucking awesome. I was like, yeah, can I get a picture? He's like, yeah, man, come on. He's like, better get that fucking shirt in the picture. <laughs> All right. Trav's brush with Rockstar Royalty. Also, COC's a local band for us here in Raleigh. Yeah, and a uh, guy I worked with, uh, Pepper used to live across the street from him, I believe. Nice. But that's a story for another day. Because <laughs> um, we may have him on as a guest. Sweet. Sometime. Not Pepper, but... Uh, <laughs> Mr. Jordan Curran. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so are you done spouting about your uh, rock star uh, fame game over there and shit? I think so. I'm back on the El Presidente. Okay. I 
I mean, I had to go a three on the album cover. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hold on. But that's on the outside. The inside, <laughs> I gave it a five because yes. it is a gatefold. Uh, and it, I, I can't believe I didn't bring that up. You did not bring right. it up, and I was so happy you <laughs> didn't. Okay, so I went, you know, it's got a simple green background with three pictures of the guys. Um, you know, that adds and factors into Bill Ham's mystique that he wanted to keep the band under. Yep. And, you know, because you really cannot see their faces. No, I and mean, make out who they are. So that that that's part of the Bill Ham propaganda machine with ZZ Top. And uh, once you open it up, and it's like, bam! You know, there's one fine looking Mexican feast sitting there on the table. That's so good. And I do wish because you were talking about the beer you wanted to use, mm -hmm. I wish we could have found some Southern Select for <laughs> our beer because right. that is the beer on the inside of the album cover. That would have been tits for this week's episode. Yeah, so awesome. But other than that, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a typical seventies freaking cover i it, mean it, it it's it's kind of plain too i ain't gonna lie no it is but it, you I, know what it is yeah but i do like um the plain stuff and i like um i got like this weird font on the back yeah I but know you like root, you like root beard <laughs> <laughs> he just noticed that right before the show folks. yeah i, I just Honest, it's one of those things i looked at a million times i just always assumed it was said frank beard and right before we started recording honest, i was like Fuck. honest to god folks i was getting ready to hit record and he goes wait a minute wait a minute and he goes who the hell's rube beard but hey frank rube whatever we, like we love you brother yeah uh strong tracks on this one you want to start off i i think i'm gonna change my score you can bump it up yeah, because I, I originally I gave it a three point five and a half. Right. But I I did partake on this a little bit. Um well first time I ever heard it on vinyl was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And uh so I had been listening to it a little bit on other media. Yep. And I mean I, I gotta go a four on that. Yeah. Um you know, you got waiting on the bus, Jesus left Chicago. Beer Drinkers Hellraisers, and some other gems. I don't want to go too far because right. there's a lot of ways you can go with this album. Um, yeah, uh, you're right. This is, well, first of all, I can't believe that's the first time you heard this on vinyl. Um, I didn't, I mean, I heard it on the radio, yeah. but I never really, I mean, trust me, when Eliminator came out, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the easy top fan, man. Just no, I mean, we're, we're the same age. I'm just like you, like, I backtracked for ZZ Top. You know, I started out with with that too. Well, I think I think a lot of my misconception was the songs that I always heard on the radio. Yeah. And I thought those were the only good songs on the album until I took the time and I listened to the vinyl. And folks, we'll get into that in a little bit, but um yeah, go ahead, Trev. Um, Hold on. The Presidente is uh, no. going down pretty damn good. And I, well, you know what? We have a whole six-pack. We didn't just get two beers this no, week. No, actually, so. we got four left, and <laughs> I, I, I got a feeling we're going to go through those real quick. Yeah. Um. So Strong Tracks uh, was a tough one. This is great. Um, We st talked about this a little bit um, in some earlier episodes about, you know, like sequencing. Uh, This album, like the way the songs flow is is one of the the best ones that we've recorded 
or we've listened to, you know what I mean? Um, recorded for an episode. Well, there are. There's a hiccup in there. There's a, <laughs> there's a hiccup. There's definitely one standout hiccup, and there's one other one that was almost a hiccup, right. but I'll get into that one. Um, so I, I went back and forth. Uh, so I tried to keep strong tracks a little bit more minimal this week than I have been. I'm kept keeping it to two songs. Um, Waiting for the Bus is it's a fucking awesome album opener, right? Like that song fucking oh, <laughs> fucking kills. That's BFG blues oh, for man. days, right there. It's fucking great. And then I had to go with the uh, um, classic. The only song on the album where both of them are singing "Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers," right? Like it's it's a fucking fun song. Yeah, you know, I agree. Um, fa- no, favorite track. The, the, this. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me start the favorite track. Yeah, yeah. hit it. I I I said tracks. Right. Tracks. Mm-hmm. I gave them a five because waiting on waiting for the bus into Jesus just left Chicago is always a fucking classic. Yeah. And there's one yes, of, but there's one of my deep cuts. Yeah. I'm not going to name it right now. I'll get to that in a little bit. And Lagrange is a gimme. Yeah. I mean that's a fucking gimme. Um, but that's what I got to say about the favorite tracks this week. I'll tell you my number two coming up. Um, I actually didn't think we would agree on favorite tracks, uh, but I ha- I thought I had you pegged for Lagrange. So I I do, but, okay. but hold on, I have, but I also think that that's too easy. Uh, but it's it's great. But I have that in in waiting for the bus. But I don't. I didn't throw on. You know, I I just cut it at that. I oh no! I always loved when I, uh, I cut Jesus off right there. When when ninety seven point five yeah. W O N E up in Akron, Ohio. Um, hey, you guys can spread the word about beards, brews, and vinyl reviews if you feel free. Uh, when they would play it, they yeah. always did the bam bam. Yeah, and, and I just oh, I always loved it, man. Um, it is, it is good. And I, I love, I did too. Right. But I feel like waiting for the bus is the better half of those two. I don't know. I think Jesus left Chicago's got more bluesy soul. And it's it, like, it does. it's like Billy was getting warmed up on waiting but for the bus. But that riff on waiting for the bus though. I you get know. it. I get it. But then when it just bleeds right into Jesus just <laughs> left Chicago. I mean, I'm no BFG folks, but. Damn, that that's got to hit you right. That, that wasn't a bad Billy Gibbons impression right there. But that's got that's got to hit you right in the Grundle Bear, folks. <laughs> right in the fucking Grundle Bear. <laughs> if that doesn't warm your undercarriage, I don't know what will. Hey, I got to thank Mr. James Hawk for the Grundle Bear. <laughs> <laughs> he said that, and I about died one time. <laughs> but hey, I broke out Grundle Bear on beers, brews, and vinyl reviews. You guys are getting a shit ton of first <laughs> on this episode. Uh, nice um all right so i'll start track to avoid right <laughs> i think we might agree on this one this week uh i gave it a three um oh no we're off <laughs> <laughs> uh hot blue and righteous okay we got the song right yeah. but we scored differently i just think it's boring okay that's just yeah, that doesn't do anything so for that's me. all you got to say about it, huh? it it's not like a song where you're like Oh, this is fucking horrible. I gotta move the needle. But it's also one where you're where you're just like, this album would be better without it. It would be. Right. Okay, so I also chose Hot Blue and Righteous. Um, I gave it a two. Um You know, and I'm perfectly comfortable with that. And the only reason I gave it a two is because I really did feel that it brought 
really zero to the album. Yeah. Other than I will say, even though I didn't like it, it's got great harmonies with Billy and Dusty. It does. And it's just a bit too slow for me on this album. And it does remind me of a Procol Harum tune. Uh, if you listen to it and think Procol Harum, yeah. it, it sounds like something they would have done. Um, That's interesting. Uh, One thing about this song, though, that you, you and I both like, if the worst song on the record is at the end of a side, it makes it super fucking yes, easy. Yes, because you, you know? can take a piss break, grab yep. a beer, flip the fucker, and then go get ready for side two. Absolutely. Which uh, I think we're getting ready to get into now. Right. In our deep cut section. And I'm going to, just before that, I'm yeah. going to throw it out there. Yeah. I honestly, I know all of the mostly familiar songs off this album are on side one. Yeah. To me, on this album, my favorite side is side two. Is this going to be the first album review where we agree on favorite track <laughs> I, strong tracks track to avoid and deep cuts we could because i'm just telling you my number two which uh could have been my favorite track is on side two uh, so and, is mine but i moved it to deep cuts because it's a lesser known track well um, that's why i kept it at deep cuts yeah. i didn't want to throw we, it we in totally as my did. favorite this is going to be the first one <laughs> it could be it could be because I've got, as you can see, I'm just giving you a quick glimpse. I've got a few things wrote down there under deep cuts. Um, I mean, I, I gave it a five. It's Precious and Grace. Okay, that's my, uh, <laughs> that was my number two favorite track on this one, which almost was my number one. Yeah. But, go, is that all you want to say about this? Well, the reason I like hey, it. I tell you what, you talk, I'm going to get some more El like Presidentes. Um, you know, this... This album is so fucking good. Like, you know, it's 73, right? That riff, Precious and Grace, like... That what? fucking riff is heavy as shit. And who does that remind you of? <laughs> like, it's totally like there's, you know... I know they were contemporaries and came a little bit later, but uh, uh, Thin Lizzy, like... I, was, I caught some Thin Lizzy on right? that. Like, they definitely listened to this record. Yeah, I, I got that vibe off of it. When I was listening to it last night, um, um, it's, it's 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 great. Like, I'm surprised that song's not big. You know what I mean? Like, it, I thought it was fucking kick ass. What do you got? Um, honestly, the the whole Thin Lizzy vibe of Brushes and Grace, yeah. it reminded me of Emerald. Oh, uh, yep, yep. And I really loved Emerald. If you guys haven't heard our Thin Lizzy episode, go back and check it out. Um. Absolutely. And compare the two because I mean that's what I got off of it. Yeah, Emerald's on Jailbreak, and if I remember correctly, that we both chose that for a deep cut, right? Yeah, I love yeah. that song. But also something that I wrote about um, Precious and Grace, I thought that it's got that cheap sunglasses vibe. It totally does. It's like they took that song; it really didn't go nowhere on this album. They kind of retweaked it a little bit, and then it turned into Cheap Sunglasses, which was a big hit by yeah. ZZ Top. Yeah, that's a good point. But I also have uh, "Move Me On Down the Line" on there, and I thought "Chic" was great. Um, that is a good song. "Chic" is funky. It's got those crazy lyrics that only Billy Fucking Givens could pull off. And Master of Sparks, it hit me more towards when I was done. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I said, that, that song's got a groove to it. And I think if I listen to that song a few more times, 
I, I would appreciate that one a it, lot it, more too. It's a great song, but um, but now Precious and Grace, man, that almost was my favorite. The thing about this record is like you got side one starting out right, so you got waiting for the bus. Jesus just left Chicago, and the beer drinkers and Hellraisers. Side two starts out, move me on down the line, Precious and Grace in Lagrange. Like that's fucking amazing way to start both sides of a record. And I'm just gonna throw it out there. My wife, your sister, she really loved Move Me On Down the Line. Mm-hmm. She loved Chic. Um, you know, she she gave a nod to Precious and Grace. So I knew side two was special. It's good. You know, when when, when uh, my wife, your sister, is giving me nods at uh, classic ZZ Top. Absolutely. Well, are we on to production and overall sound? We are. Do you want to start this one? Yeah. I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> Yeah, you Surprise. are. Surprise. <laughs> um, honestly, this album, um, it had great bottom end, and the vocal presence was great on it, I thought. Um, I thought they knocked the sound out of the park on this one, and I thought it was mixed very well. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. This, uh, you and I have talked about this before. Uh, oh, Terry Manning yeah. did this one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, uh, um, these early ZZ Top records, like there's a sound to them, right? Yeah, and well, we, well, we reviewed, you know, older or I mean, uh, you know, newer uh, ZZ Top records. That was our first episode, yeah. right? We did Afterburn, uh, and they sound great too, but it's different. Yeah, it's different. It's totally, different, it's a lot different um, production style. And uh, you know, um, the vocal harmonies sound great on this one. Yeah, and it it's just got that. And I know we we throw it out there a lot. It's got that awesome 70s sound to it. It does. And uh, so here, here's a couple things. And um, I agree with you. It's, it's it's a five, right, for me too. And I, I say this oh, a lot over and over. You guys are probably sick of it. But it's got that clean, like wide open sound. There's a lot of space between all the instruments. And that's what makes an album feel and sound huge, right? But this, but this album's it. got fucking bottom it in totally it for does. days, and it's, and it's that warm '70s bottom yes. end, right? Like, it, it, yeah, it's not overpowering. It, no. It's it's great, and it's not like it's sacrificing. Um, I mean, high end, like it's just, it's full. Just to fucking throw it out there, I mean, beer drinkers and Hellraisers, fucking Motorhead covered that on their '77 EP that they put out. You know, beer drinkers and Hellraisers. So what's that tell you? When when Lemmy's digging on you, you're doing something right, folks. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Brandon and I fully endorse Motorhead. <laughs> Fucking hey, man. Lemmy was a god. Um, so one other thing about this record, and I haven't heard it, but I do think this is kind of cool. And this is what I kind of, we talk about reissues sometimes and things that we wish they have done. There's a, a reissue of this. And the vinyl is on the same color green as the record cover. Okay, that that could persuade me a little bit with what I've said on my overall listening <laughs> experience. So uh, I don't know. I wasn't expecting that. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I haven't heard that reissue, but um, I think that makes for an awesome package. So um, I mean, just but for honestly, anybody dude, looking to grab when you it, open the fucking gatefold, yeah, you'll you'll get it, folks. You'll get it, and you'll kind of get. And I, I mean, I hate to even. <laughs> Throw this band out there because I doubt that we ever ever do an you episode. Dick. But when Nickelback's got Billy Gibbons <laughs> saying, I'll, "I'll have the Angelitas," uh-huh, <laughs> you get why he says that when you open this fucking album cover, and it pains me to even fucking breathe those words into this microphone. Um, we'll we'll post the uh, 
<laughs> the inside of the cover on, on the Facebook page. <laughs> the inside of the cover on this is bad. Yeah, the fucking, game fucking ass. awesome. But um, I mean, I gave it a I gave it a four overall, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's a great overall album. And your copy, you can tell it's a loved copy. Yeah, but it still sounds fantastic. Um, you know. And I was going to throw it out there that you know find an OG copy of this one because I I I just wonder if the reissue brings that bottom end that this copy had, and I know they're out there. Yeah, I just find overpriced beat the hell copies every time I find this, and I, I that's why I do not have it in my collection yet. Uh, we just talked about this a couple of weeks ago, so maybe like. Three months ago, I was out shopping um, by myself, and I found um, ZZ Top's Rio Grande Mud, which is the record right before this one, um, for like fifteen bucks, fourteen bucks. I can't remember exactly what it was. It's in it's in great shape, right? And then I was just telling Brandon, maybe three weeks ago, I was out, and I and this is not the same store, but you know, same town here in Raleigh. It was forty bucks for a copy that was in not as good a shape as mine. You know, the last one of these I seen, um. The cover, the cover was in a little worse shape than that one. I mean, that's a pretty clean. It's pretty cover. good. It's got shelfware and yeah, there's like a little stain. Yeah, but, you know for so if you know the corners were beat up a little. Forty eight year old record. It's pretty good. But the thing is, I'm like you. I don't give a shit really what the cover's yeah. like yeah. as long as the vinyl's good. But I I had high hopes for that, and I would have paid every bit the freaking twenty dollars they wanted for it. Sure. And then as soon as I pull the damn vinyl out of the sleeve, it looked like somebody took a fucking, dude, I don't even know. It looked like a fucking razor blade and just went across the fucking whole record. And then they left it out and the cat fucking used it as a fucking scratching post. They threw it back in the sleeve and then this dude's trying to sell it for like 20 something fucking dollars. And I was like, there ain't I no will fucking never way. fucking understand that. So somebody priced that record and put it out there like, Looks good. Put twenty on that one. You, you know, know what I mean? Like, hey, like I said in our last week's episode, my Zeppelin copy yeah. it has noticeable surface scratches, mm-hmm. which you know for an album that came out in seventy one, you know. But when you play that record, it plays fucking almost flawlessly. It absolutely does. And, and I'll pay up for shit like that, but yeah. I will not spend good money. I'll buy a fucking reissue before I'll spend good money on an OG that's beat to hell. Yeah, I mean for sure. Like people. Like, I'm sure some of you folks listening are sort of newish to vinyl, right? Uh, Surface scratches are normal for older records if they're light. Like, you can just, it can happen from just going in and out of a sleeve for 40 years, right? Well, yeah. And honestly, back then, I don't think anybody was really brushing their records. I mean, I I brush mine every time I drop it on the turntable. And I don't give a shit if I just played it yesterday. Or if I yep. was replaying it, because you know, if you if you brush the record, it gets rid of the static yep. and it gets any dust and sure. shit off of there, and it preserves your record. And it takes five seconds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? I mean, if I, that. I usually just take it one thousand one, one thousand two, one thousand three. That way, I know it's went around. Yep. I move it down, and, and you know, take it off. Yeah, I mean, it's in brushes are inexpensive. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a good point. I recommend that everybody. Yeah, and honestly, if you're a beginner getting into vinyl, I mean, not to mention, you know, you need a turntable. You're you're going to need something with a preamp. Yep. And buy yourself it. I think the one I got's only ten or fifteen bucks. Yeah, I mean, I I have a boundless. 
Yeah, um, between between ten and twenty bucks. Yeah, and and you know, and you know, use it yeah. because um, honestly, it will it's make gonna your, make your records last longer and sound better and sound better. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, and I know folks take and they'll clean the record as soon as they buy a brand new one. I don't go to that extreme. Yeah, we don't but, do that. But, but if I buy used ones, that I kind of think that, eh, you know, maybe that probably hasn't been cleaned. I'll hold off. I let Trav take care of my dirty work, and he can yeah, clean like I, them up when he gets some. I think it's a good idea just to clean used records. Like, uh, just wait till you get a lot of them, like yours, yours and your buddies, whatever. It, it doesn't take any time, yeah. you know, and it, it's going to, if you buy a lot of used records and you're playing them, cleaning them will also prolong your needle like a lot of you will have a turntable and you upgrade the um the stylus and yeah because the, you, you, you don't want to have a fucking 200 dollars cartridge on there <laughs> and then your ass is fucking going to the thrift store buying something exactly. for 69 cents or a buck and then take it home and throw it on if you're doing that i suggest you buy a cheaper table oh sorry the presidente but use a cheaper table to Sound tested. Yeah, yeah, totally. You don't want you don't want to fuck up your good stylus. No, we do not condone fucking up the good equipment. But then again, my turntable's pretty much a piece of shit, but it still sounds good. It sounds good though. You, but you, you know why? That's because of the Bellari, man. Yeah. The pre nice the preamp. preamp is what is it? A Bellari uh, five forty nine or something? I'm using that motherfucker's phenomenal. Yeah. And I am not sponsored by them. I wish I was. But hey, yeah, we've ta- if we we talk about products that we like, I've got a Bellari too. I have the little brother of the one that you have, and he regrets it every day, and folks. I told I him, spend I said, the extra fucking I said, fifty bucks. I said, spend the extra money and get the <laughs> same one I got. I mean, it, it's freaking cool. Cousin yeah. Dave turned me on to that. Yeah. Um, what's up, cousin Dave up in Akron? What's up? Uh, one of these days, folks, you guys will get to meet the infamous cousin Dave. Um. So in, oh, our, in our first step, go ahead. You know something? What did uh, did I bring up our 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 little special delivery we had? No, go ahead. I don't think I did. I, I but if I did, I fuck it. You can have two plugs. Um, you know, got got a big up to Nerdsy Knits sending out those fly ass hats. Oh yeah, thank you. Um, if you're out there listening. Send a few more like the uh, green and orange because those damn things keep coming up missing. People are coming over and stealing those fuckers. They are fucking super warming. If you guys follow us on the Facebook page, you know, hey, big up the Nursey Knits. Check out their page. Um, I highly support them. Trav's behind them. Yeah. Um, My son stole mine. (laughs) See, I told you, the fuckers are hot. But... Like it's been getting kind of fucking cold down here in in the, in the dirty south, and I'll tell you what, man, I, I throw my nerdy nids hat on, which around here we like to call them our Jerica hats. <laughs> um, but you throw that on, man, that motherfucker's banging, and it's reversible. Yeah, they're pretty cool. So check them out, nerdy nids. You can uh, find them on Facebook. Yeah, totally. Well, I think that about wraps it up for ZZ Top Trace Hombres. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about seeing them live in the in the first episode. Yeah. So folks know um, about that. I mean, honestly, if you've not seen them live, and I, I'm even going to throw this out there, you know, since Dusty's passed, go see them with Elwood. You're still going to get the same effect. I mean, you know, you're going to miss Dusty a little bit, 
But Elwood was their fucking guitar tech for it, like 20 yeah, something years. He's been years. with them for decades. So. so he knows the band inside and out. And Dusty Hill said, go on, play shows, and I want Elwood to fucking fill in for me. Absolutely. So Dusty had a lot of faith in him. And, you know, just go in with an open mind. And I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed because, I mean, when I seen them, they're a fucking five, dude. Yep. Oh. Oh, yeah. And when something else. And I don't think I brought that up when we did the Afterburner episode. Yeah. Which, that's kind of funny. Our first episode was Afterburner. Yeah. Well, technically, first released episode was... Mm-hmm. We still got one that you guys have not there's, heard. There's one in the can. And we keep fighting over when we're going to release it, if ever. Um, <laughs> but um, we won... Uh, my wife, uh, Trav's sister, we won tickets. Um, the local radio station down here was 96.1, and they had a Beards and Legs contest. And we won like fifth row center stage tickets for that concert, which we had already purchased tickets for, which uh, I turned around and gave mine to Alex and Adam. Um, they're hanging out up in the, uh, <laughs> let's see, what what is it? Uh, where the hell are they at? They're up around, not Cuyahoga Falls. Shit. The El Presidente's. Alliance? Yeah, Alliance. Yeah. Alliance. I'm sorry, the El Presidente's kicking in, folks. Mm-hmm. When you're slamming them like we do here on the show. But I gave them our tickets, and then we was, like, fifth row, like, center seat. Dude, I was like a fucking kid in a goddamn candy store that whole nice. show, man. Yeah. I mean, the guys, they just get up there, do their thing, and it's, like, freaking flawless. That's awesome. Well, we hope y'all enjoyed our little ZZ Top Trace Hombres episode. I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And we just got to throw it out there, folks. As we do in typical beards, brews, and vinyl reviews fashion. If you don't like ZZ Top, fuck, fuck you. you.